2: Hope you had a great weekend. Thanks for joining Sports for CLE. A little bit later in the show, we will be joined by Plain Dealer and Cleveland.com reporter Tim Bielek. We'll talk a little Cavs, a little Browns. And Browns is where we begin. And whenever we talk Browns, we are excited to be joined by Mary Kay Cabot, Browns beat reporter for the Plain Dealer, as well as Cleveland.com. So, Mary Kay, some news over the weekend. Um, Yesterday, actually, Jeremiah Usu koromoa on the COVID-19 reserve list. Uh, Owusu-Koromoa did tweet this out uh, earlier today, um, just so you can see it. Feeling just fine, uh, as in zero symptoms. Um, Mary Kay, Kevin, I know you've written about this. Take us through the latest uh, with Jeremiah Owusu-Koromoa, who did um, test positive and is on the COVID-19 reserve list. So what do you know about um, JOK?
3: Well, first of all, in order to land on the COVID-19 reserve list, if we remember from last year, you can either test positive or you can have come in contact with someone who did. Uh, The Browns are not allowed to release that information, uh, but I'm getting the vibe that that he may be in the category of tested positive, which would put him into the 10 day protocol of, of having to quarantine and be away from the team for 10 days. So if that is the case, uh, you know, if you're unvaccinated, that's the protocol for that. Uh, so that that is kind of the, the feeling is that he falls into that category where he won't be able to be back with the team until sometime next week. Uh, so therefore, he would miss uh, these practices coming up, the first two not open to the public, Wednesday and Thursday, and then there will be practices again, I think, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. He, he's going to miss a significant amount of practice, I believe in the early going of this, unless something changes, or unless he's in some part of the protocol that is a little bit less aggressive than this. So that's unfortunate for him. He says he feels fine. He's asymptomatic. Uh, he had no idea that you know that he would be testing positive, obviously, and uh, and so you know it's not good for him. It's not good for the Cleveland Browns hopefully he can get back sooner than later and that he can do some things on his own since he's feeling good. Uh, He doesn't have to be completely idle like the guys who were symptomatic last year. They kind of had to shut it down for a while. Uh, He can work out on his own. Uh, He can do whatever he can uh, to stay on top of things. Not sure if he can participate in meetings via Zoom or anything like that. I'd have to get some more details on that, but he's just going to have to stay in it mentally as much as he can.
2: Yeah, and, and, you know, it's a challenge with this first training camp, obviously. um, um, I guess better earlier in camp than later in camp as you get closer um, to games and those kind of things. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I guess there's never really a good time for that. Um, Let's change topics slightly. So Bill Barnwell um, on ESPN uh, came out kind of ranking some trades and and he ranked the obj trade with the giants and um, take a look at um at what he says Um, and and the the bottom part of that is the key thing here in hindsight a win for the giants so the giants get your brill peppers and, and they got a first round pick that turned into dexter lawrence defensive tackle um i you know i i guess OBJ, I think, in this is getting graded against who he was in New York. Um, I know the Browns gave up a first-round pick. It, wasn't a, it was not a mid middle-of-the-first-round pick. And I think part of the problem has been Odell Beckham Jr. has not been completely healthy. So just a, a reaction to this coming out from, from Bill Barnwell on ESPN. I, I think it's a little premature and maybe even a little unfair um, just from the way I look at it.
3: Yeah, there are a lot of things that that go into the evaluation of this trade. One of the biggest things is the fact that Odell Beckham Jr. didn't have an opportunity to be the player that he is in 2019, when Freddie Kitchens was the head coach of the Cleveland Browns. Nobody had an opportunity to be what they could be offensively, including Baker Mayfield. So we saw a lot of guys regress, some very talented football players uh, that just weren't able to show what they're capable of. Then you fast forward to this past season in 2020, And uh, I saw games in which Odell Beckham Jr. was doing everything he possibly could to strap this football team on his back and win football games. One of those just so happened to be uh, the Dallas Cowboys game. If Odell Beckham Jr. was not on the field, they don't win that game. And if you won one fewer game last year, you were not making the playoffs. So that game was huge. Uh, He made other big plays along the way. And I think that if he had stayed healthy last year, that he would have finished the season very strong once those lights went on for Baker Mayfield, once they sort of threw some things out and honed in on the things that he does really well and he just became a really good quarterback down the stretch, I think that Odell would have been the beneficiary of that. And as he mentioned when we talked to him at his football camp yesterday, that he feels like he could have just made that one or two extra plays in the Kansas City game that could have put them over the top. And I agree with him 100%. I think we will see that out of him this year.
2: Well, you mentioned uh, Odell at his camp, and he did talk to the media. you. You were there and, and talked to him. Um, so we hear straight from Odell how he's feeling, you know, eight, eight-and-a-half months removed from that ACL surgery. Here's Odell Beckham Jr. talking uh, about his health.
4: Everything's feeling great, you know, for being at a eight-and-a-half, nine-month mark. Uh, I'm, I'm doing very well in all our progressions. We've had a, a great team around me of guys who just – Kept everything and we're just running a a certain race, so everything's going well. I can't wait to, you know, be back and be able to do more football stuff. You know, whenever you have these off seasons and you have to train, I mean, you have to do physical therapy for so long of it, it just starts to weigh down on you, but uh, just excited to be back, excited to see all the boys, you know what I'm saying, get to see Jarvis, um, and I'm just excited to be back.
2: Do you envision being full go for training camp at some point and do you see any reason why you wouldn't be ready to go for the season opener?
4: Uh, I mean at this point we're just running our race. You know I feel like in past I've been caught up in this question and I'm just not really here for it anymore. You know it's whenever whenever I'm ready to get out on the field um, that's when it will be. Whenever the team the docs, uh, my my team everything gets cleared. We'll be ready to go. So whenever that is week one, week 17 I don't know. It's just Whenever we're ready, we'll be ready.
2: Mary Kay, it's very interesting. Um, He sounded like a veteran, like a leader, and and very much like a team guy um, in what I've heard uh, from yesterday.
3: He's always been a team guy. I think that is a little bit of a misconception about Odell Beckham Jr. Players love him. I mean, he he bestows gifts upon his teammates. He's always giving guys shoes and different things. Uh, He's very free and generous with his time he mentors the young guys he's all about winning uh you know he's a flamboyant personality and you know you see some things on the sidelines like you saw in pittsburgh last season where he was upset he didn't want to get taken out of the football game why because he feels he should be in the end in until the end helping the team win so he is 100% a team player and uh and all he really wants to do this year is help this team win a Super Bowl. He could feel it last year uh, that, again, if he had been in there, he would have been able to make a difference. And I, I just think he's going to be dynamite this year.
2: Yeah, I would agree. And um, let's shift the focus just a little bit. What do you think the internal expectations are for the Browns this year? And, and uh, you know, they're not going to come out and say, we expect to be Super Bowl champ, But inside Berea, what – what do they expect from themselves?
3: Well, you know, I think that this is the team uh, that they put together, offense last year and defense this year, uh, to try to give it their best shot at making it to the Super Bowl. I mean, that's really what we're looking at here. We are looking at uh, their addition of what they feel uh, is, is the Super Bowl version of the Cleveland Browns. It's not going to get – much better than this anytime soon i mean they've got tremendous talent on both sides of the ball they're very deep the only thing uh, that you could look at and wonder about is how quickly will that defense come together i think it'll come together pretty fast because uh these guys are smart they've got high football acumen uh they're you know they're gym rats they're into it uh you know i think that they will gel pretty quickly uh but this is you know this is the browns version of uh, a Super Bowl contender and I think that the expectations are to go deeper into the playoffs than they did last year uh, to you know to that's that's the goal I mean whether it's stated or not uh, they're trying to get to the Super Bowl this year.
2: There also seems to be a a, a realization you know just in the way they're presenting things um, it's not like they expect to pick right up where they left off last year and and you know assume Um, We're going to be a playoff team this year because we were last year. And I think that's important because the teams that are perennial playoff teams seem to realize that pretty quickly.
3: Yes, and that's where Kevin Stefanski comes in. That's where good head coaching comes in. And the message will be loud and clear. We didn't accomplish what we set out to do last year. Last year doesn't carry over into this year. You don't start with 11 victories at the beginning of the season. You start with zero. Uh, So that will be the message that they finished third in the AFC North, not first. They finished third. Uh, They lost in the AFC Divisional Round. They didn't win that game. They didn't make it to the AFC Championship game, and they fell short of their goals. And I think that point will be driven home, that they have to get Focused on just winning the next football game, like they did last year, he was great about just helping those guys put those blinders on and just do whatever they had to do to win the next game, overcoming adversity and all the things that happened in that COVID-marred season. Once they got to the playoffs, it all bets were off, and he allowed people to start really talking about Super Bowl. In fact, he talked about it himself. Kevin Stefanski did right from the start of of being in the tournament. He was all about Anybody can get to the Super Bowl now, and that's true. You have to get there first. You have to earn the right to be able to say that. But once you're there, it's anybody's game.
2: Mary Kay Cabot, Browns beat reporter for The Plain Dealer and Cleveland.com. And I'm going to step aside, take a quick time out. On the other side of the break, uh, we'll hear more from Odell Beckham Jr. He'll talk about the chemistry with Baker Mayfield. Also, how the Browns might be able to improve that offense, make it even better. Sports for CLE. will be right back. Stay with us. Life is
0: starting to get back on track, and you can too. If you or your family have experienced financial hardship as a result of COVID-19, Tri-C can help with full tuition assistance. Safely get the in-demand degree or training you need with online and on-campus classes. Go to tri cedu to check out our programs and resources. So what are you waiting for? Register now for summer
1: classes. Tri-C is where futures begin. When it comes to selling you a mattress, most retailers are handing you a line. A long line of extra steps that drive up costs and create confusion. At the Original Mattress Factory, we simplify the mattress shopping experience by building mattresses and box springs in our own local factories and selling them direct to you. It's short, sweet, and simply makes sense. So experience more than just a mattress store. Experience an original, the Original Mattress Factory.
2: Sports for CLE continues. We continue talking Browns football with Mary Kate Cabot, beat reporter for the Plain dealer in Cleveland.com. Odell Beckham Jr. Um, talked about a lot of things yesterday at that camp that he had for kids in the area. One thing being his relationship with Baker Mayfield.
4: I came back for a reason. Um, I, I feel like we have a special opportunity. You know, I was down in Austin with Bake and seen him a few times since then, just kicking it, hanging out. And uh, it's just something that feels special about this team, something that feels special. Um, as I said, but when I first got here, you know, I wanted it to be like the Patriots, and you want to win Super Bowls. And it's like I watched them compete last year, uh, and it was like the the one game that hurt me the most is, is watching Kansas City and feeling like man, I just I know that I could have made one play, per, just something to help the team. And um, I think that there's something special going on, and something special with this city. Especially watching the Bucks win a championship, you know, inspires you even more. It's like. Cleveland needs a championship and I think that's the goal that's the mentality in that building and that's you know what I want to be a part of
2: and and Mary Kay you know we've talked a little bit about Odell and and I think he wants the ball guys like Odell are wired when he says I want the ball it's because he truly believes the ball in his hands gives the Browns the best chance to win and and I think that's kind of what he was talking about as far as the Kansas City game as well
3: oh absolutely 100% it's like LeBron. I mean, you know, you have to get the ball into the hands of your superstar, especially in those clutch moments, and uh, that's exactly what he's talking about. Those guys know that they have what it takes to win. They know that they are a cut above the rest in most cases, and uh, and they know that they can make those dangerous plays and those clutch plays, so that's absolutely what he's talking about, and I hope that he can stay healthy this year just so Browns fans can really experience uh, the full Odell experience, because I don't think that clevelanders have gotten that yet and it's going to be dynamite when it happens and i think there are all indications that it should take place early and often this season
2: yeah i would agree and the other thing is is eli manning's a great quarterback probably going to the hall of fame i don't think he has the arm strength and the arm talent that baker mayfield does so it'll be really interesting to see um odell play with a guy like uh, like baker with his arm as well
3: yeah, absolutely. I mean, and, and and Baker is even one more year removed from changing up all of his footwork, so I think you'll even see uh, better mechanics this year. Last year he was still learning some of that stuff. Now he's going to have it from the jump, and I think that will really help. Uh, you know, just even in in what we saw in minicamp, he looked really good that way. Uh, I think those two guys will function very well together. I think the uh, the long ball will be there. Uh, I think the accuracy will be very, very good. Uh, I I just think that there's a lot to look forward to. I think the explosiveness will will start to come very early.
2: Do you expect um, Kevin Stefanski to even expand Baker Mayfield's role even more? We saw kind of put more on his plate later in the year as Baker became more comfortable. Do you think that takes another step in that direction this year too?
3: Yeah, I think so. I definitely think so. I think that uh, Baker has demonstrated that he can handle more at the line of scrimmage and that he can take matters into his hands a little bit more. So I think they'll give him opportunities to do that. I think they'll change up the cadence a little bit more. Uh, you know, maybe they'll run a little bit of no huddle here and there, some things that, uh, they might not have had time to really implement or get into as much last year as they would have liked to. Uh, but as, as Baker shows, he can handle more, he'll get more. And, uh, He's a quick study. He's really a super, super smart uh, football guy. And I I think that uh, they will give him plenty to do this year.
2: So uh, Sports Illustrated has three ways the Browns can make their offense even more dangerous than it was a season ago. Um, And I'll run through them and and we can talk a little bit after it. The vertical element, so, so going deep, expanding tight end usage, and modeling Kareem Hunt after Alvin Kamara.
3: Yeah, I mean, there are so many different things that you can do with this offense. They have only scratched the surface. Uh, So absolutely, uh, they will take advantage of the long ball more. And not only will you have Odell back for that, but you'll have other guys that that can uh, hit those big plays down the field. Anthony Schwartz, I mean, if he's ready to go, uh, you'll rely on his 4.23 speed or whatever it is uh, to get behind the whole entire defense and try to hit some of those plays uh you've got donovan people's jones that can do some of that as well uh so i think you'll see plenty of that as far as the tight ends are concerned i think there are two reasons why uh the production between baker and the tight end should go better this year number one uh the chemistry with austin hooper should be better just like odell beckham jr needed an adjustment Period. Austin Hooper needed the same thing after playing his entire career with the Falcons. Uh, as far as David Njoku is concerned, uh, David was not all in at this time last year. He didn't even want to be here, and that continued almost really through uh, the trade deadline in early November last year. So that's all changed. He's bought in, and I think uh, I think there's a lot more to David Njoku than what he has been able to show so far uh, with the opportunities that he's gotten. So those are all good. And then you mentioned the last one was Kareem Hunt. And I do think that Kareem Hunt has more to offer than what he had an opportunity to show last year. Now last year they had to just kind of hit the ground running and do what they do well. And they just had to kind of stay pretty focused. This year now they can go back in and they can build on some of the things that they did last year. I think they probably recognized and saw that Kareem Hunt has uh, more in him in terms of just catching the ball out of the backfield and lining up in the slot and out wide and uh, maybe being on the field with Nick Chubb at times. So, yes, I do think that as a dual threat running back, uh, they can get more out of him, and they will.
2: Mary Kay Cabot, Browns beat reporter for The Plain Dealer in Cleveland.com, and I'm going to step aside, take a quick timeout on the other side of the break. We'll hear more from uh, Odell Beckham Jr. talking about his health and his mindset coming back from the injury. We will also... Have a voicemail asking about a defensive tackle. Sports for CLE will be right back. Stay with us. Better
0: days are ahead. Be ready with the training you'll need to get a great job. If you or your family has experienced financial hardship as a result of COVID-19, try seeking help with full tuition assistance. Whether you want to improve your skills, get certified, or train for a new career, Go to try-c.edu to check out our programs and resources. So what are you waiting for? Register now for online
1: and on-campus summer classes. Try-C is where futures begin. When it comes to selling you a mattress, most retailers are handing you a line. A long line of extra steps that drive up costs and create confusion. At the Original Mattress Factory, we simplify the mattress shopping experience by building mattresses and box springs in our own local factories and selling them direct to you. It's short, sweet, and simply makes sense. So experience more than just a mattress store. Experience an original, the Original Mattress Factory.
2: The Ohio Lottery Partners in Education program recognizes role model students and teachers from across Ohio. Nominations can now be done completely online. To nominate a deserving teacher or student, go to ohiolottery.com. In the About section, find Partners in Education. There you will find links to the nomination forms. Students, kindergarten through 12th grade, can be academic all-stars. Teachers can be honored as a Teacher of the Month. The Ohio Lottery Partners in Education, where stars shine. Welcome back, to sports for CLE. We continue talking Browns football. Odell Beckham Jr. at his camp for kids yesterday talked about the the whole thing, uh, the the mental approach to coming back from injury.
4: I think people don't really have an understanding or an idea of um, what it feels like, you know, to, to put in every single thing, you know, give up offseason season after off season for hard work, and then to have your season ended short for um, you know some things that just you know just happen, and uh, for me for me it made this one felt different you know I've been through injury before I shattered my ankle had the hernia surgery so it's like it wasn't the first time I had surgery uh, and I felt like this was the you know the third time's a charm and this one kind of balanced me out but more so for my mental side me being able to reflect uh, on you know decisions myself life whatever it is um, and, re- and make adjustments uh, see see, make adjustments you know within myself Um, and there's just been so much growth so I'm just in a different place man I'm just just very very excited to be back
2: bring back in Mary Kay Cabot Browns beat reporter for the Plain Dealer as well as Cleveland.com Mary Kay that sounds like a guy that's pretty motivated as well just the the way he's reflecting and um, he's expecting big things from himself and this team
3: A lot of guys, when they come back from an injury, are hungrier than ever to get out there and to play and and to have uh, that game that was just abruptly taken away from you back, you know, within you. And and I do see that in him. He missed the game. He hated uh, not being able to play in those playoffs against the Steelers and against the Chiefs. That really killed him not to be out there. And you can just see that he really wants it. And he talked about how important the Super Bowl is to him. It's the whole reason why he's back. And uh, and the thing to remember also about Odell is that he has now had three surgeries since 2017. He missed all of that season in 2017 with an ankle injury that required surgery. Uh, then he had core muscle surgery after last season, uh, after the 2019 season, and, uh, and now the torn ACL. So he's had a lot of time uh, to try to rehab. He's had a lot of time to try to reflect on, on his career and what he wants. And I think he came back really wanting that pinnacle, really wanting to, to hoist that Lombardi trophy more than anything. Yeah,
2: and it's really interesting, and, and we'll, we'll listen. Um, he, he, again, yesterday from his camp, talked about his mindset heading into this season.
4: What I used to get caught up in which has led me down a path which I won't go to again is you know you get hurt and we're all men and we want to show everyone we're a man and we want to come back and all this 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 ego challenge which I'm not really in it for that anymore because I don't feel like I have anything to prove except for to myself and me wanting to be the best so um, I did want to fastest comeback ever and all these things and I'm like what accolade is that really. You know, I, I want to be able to have the best season that I could possibly have. So That's why I say we're just running our race. Whenever, whenever the time is, I will be ready.
2: And you like that. Um, he, he's ready, and that should be good things for the Browns. If he's healthy and ready, um, it could be a lot of fun watching him and Baker Mayfield work together.
3: Yeah, and I think the thing to remember here, too, is that Kevin Stefanski really understands what he has in Odell Beckham Jr., And he, you know, I I remember back when in 2019, Freddie wanted it to just be the whole team concept and all that. That's all well and good. But when you have stars, you know, like superstar people on your football team, like a Miles Garrett, like an Odell Beckham Jr., uh, you really need to celebrate and embrace the moment with those kind of guys. They need to Stars need to shine. And I think that Kevin Stavansky understands that about Odell Beckham Jr., that you want to get him involved in the football game early and often you want him to feel like he's contributing you want him to be happy that he's here now there are a lot of mouths to feed on this offense there's no question about that but you still have to make sure that a guy like odell beckham jr is having an opportunity to do all the amazing things that he can do to help you win football games and he's got a coach that knows how to do that
2: um, let's shift our focus to, to the other side of the ball. Uh, we have a, uh, a voicemail of Truth and Reason asking a question about one of those guys on the defensive line.
5: Hey, this is Jerry. I have not heard anything about Malik McDowell lately. Um, is he any chance at all of making the team? He seems to have the right size and attitude.
4: Thank you.
2: Okay, um, Malik McDowell. Uh, it's an interesting guy on that defensive line.
3: Well, you know, uh, he's right about that. He's got the size and it really seems like he has turned his life around and he's trying really hard uh, to put his past behind him, his troubled past where he's gotten in trouble, some legal troubles, and the Browns really feel like uh, he's worth uh, investing some time, effort, and money into. Uh, Now, the problem with Malik McDowell in minicamp and the last week of OTAs is that he suffered a hamstring injury and he missed some time. He did come back some in, in minicamp, but he was a little bit limited. So now will be his chance to shine. He'll be able to show up in training camp, uh, providing that the hamstring is, is healed now. Uh, you know, I think he'll be able to get out there and say, look, I want to be here. I want to do this. I want to play football. I know uh, that this is one of my last chances. These guys believe in me, and I'm going to repay them. And there are a number of guys on the team like that that are hungry. They have something to prove. Uh, there are I, I can name several that are in that category. And when you have that kind of heart and soul on a football team, it can go a long way.
2: So um, let's stay on that defensive line. Um, a guy that was number one overall pick, Jadavian Clowney. What do you expect from him this year? When you look at Clowney, what do you think, um, you know, what do you expect from him?
3: Well, I think he's going to love it here. I really think he's going to love playing for Joe Woods defense this is an attack-minded defense it knows how to utilize pass rushers and elite defensive ends like Jadavian Clowney so Joe Woods uh, is is I think is going to be able to help bring out the best in Jadavian Clowney I think Jadavian Clowney is also going to really like playing opposite Miles Garrett it will remind him of being back with J.J. Watt in some ways where a lot of the attention will be taken away from him and Miles will be drawing a lot of double teams. Uh, He looked really happy, uh, Jadavian did during minicamp. He looked like he fit in. He felt that family feel that's going on on the defense, even though there's so many new guys, when you bring together a lot of like-minded people, it doesn't take long uh, to start building some relationships and to make some connections. And I saw that happening during minicamp very quickly with some guys. I saw it uh, right away between Jadavian and Miles. Those two guys started to hit it off. And you know, it doesn't always happen that way that naturally with people. Miles, uh, you, you kind of have to prove yourself and earn it with Miles. Like you have to, uh, you know, you have to take your time a little bit and he has to gain your trust. Well, those guys look to me like they were developing an instant rapport. And I think that's gonna be very, very important for this entire defense.
2: So let's stay on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, Brown's brought in a number of linebackers. You have Walker. They drafted Jok. Okay. Uh, what about um, a, a guy that was drafted last year, Jacob Phillips? What's th- What are they thinking with Jacob Phillips, do you think?
3: Well, they're hoping that Jacob Philly- Phillips, just like Jordan Elliott, I put those two names together, <laughs> um, I think that they're hoping that those two third round picks from last year will take that next step up that you expect your rookies to take, that- John Dorsey used to call it that 25% improvement that you expect to see. If Jacob Phillips can do that, then he will be one of their starting linebackers, especially in the base defense. Now we don't know how much they're going to be in base. Nobody's ever really in base all that much anymore these days, but uh, Jacob can really uh, challenge for some good playing time with a really good training camp. So that's what they're expecting from him. They want him to step up and show that he deserves to be on the field, whether it's, at any position he can he can be at strong side he can be in the middle now I think they, they really have JOK slated for that weak side but you know you can have a rotation so uh, Jacob can play almost any of the positions and it's up to him now to prove that he needs to be one of those linebackers that's on the field most of the time.
2: Browns beat reporter for cleveland.com the plane dealer Mary Kay Cabot we're going to step aside take a quick time out on the other side of the break. Uh, A viewer weighs in on if the Browns should trade Kareem Hunt, Uh, another voicemail of truth and reason, plus some veterans on the defensive side of the ball on the trading block. Would the Browns be interested in one of these big-name guys? Sports for CLE will be right back. Stay with us.
1: When it comes to selling you a mattress, most retailers are handing you a line, a long line of extra steps that drive up costs and create confusion. At the Original Mattress Factory, we simplify the mattress shopping experience by building mattresses and box springs in our own local factories and selling them direct to you. It's short, sweet, and simply makes sense. So experience more than just a mattress store. Experience an original, the Original Mattress Factory.
2: The Ohio Lottery Partners in Education program recognizes role model students and teachers from across Ohio. Nominations can now be done completely online. To nominate a deserving teacher or student, go to ohiolottery.com. In the About section, find Partners in Education. There you will find links to the nomination forms. Students, kindergarten through 12th grade, can be academic all-stars. Teachers can be honored as a Teacher of the Month. The Ohio Lottery Partners in Education, where stars shine. We continue talking Browns football here on Sports for CLE. Uh, the Rams' injury to young running back Cam Akers had uh, everybody thinking, uh, could the Rams call the Browns uh, and potentially ask about uh, Kareem Hunt, for instance? Uh, let's head to a viewer voicemail of Truth and Reason. Here is his answer to if the Browns should trade Kareem Hunt. James Seiler here about the Rams won uh, Kareem Hunt. Heck no. But now if they want to trade for Ike Hilliard, maybe give up a third or fourth rounder for Ike. Our third or fourth running backs are better than what they got. Thank you. I think he was referring to Dontrell Hilliard, but it's now Dearness Johnson. Uh, Mary Kay Cabot, uh, your thoughts on potentially uh, the Browns trading Kareem Hunt?
3: are not interested they have no plans of trading kareem hunt he's a big part of the offense for this year and then of course you saw last year that nick chubb went down for four games with a sprained mcl and that can happen on any given week this is such a big season they don't want to miss a beat again if nick happens to get injured and they don't have to how many people have how many teams in the nfl have that one-two punch where you really have Two premier workhorse backs that can start for any team in the NFL. It's a luxury to have, but they will make the most of it. Not only that, they've got 17 games this season for the first time. uh, So you want to have all the depth that you can. And they hope to play at least three or four more playoff games, including the Super Bowl. And so therefore, I mean, it's a marathon. And they have to also get all the way to week 13 before they even have a bye. Kareem's not going anywhere.
2: And, you know, the other thing is they have a team-friendly contract with that extension. There's just a number of things that I think would, would prohibit them from trading Kareem Hunt. All right, so there are some big-name defensive players who have um, made it clear that they're not happy with their contract, they want to be traded. Let's go through them. So we're talking about Zavin Howard, that's a, a defensive back for the Dolphins, Stefan Gilmore, defensive back for the Patriots, And add to the list, Chandler Jones, linebacker for the Cardinals. Now, all of these guys feel they're underpaid, which creates the likelihood you would have to give them another contract. Um, Any way that the Browns look into any of these three guys, or or does that just not add up to what they're they're thinking?
3: You know, I think they're really happy with their roster heading into training camp. They have good depth at all the positions, and – uh, they also have their salary structure pretty much set up the way that they want it. I mean, even though you have to pay Denzel Ward a bunch of money coming up soon at cornerback, uh, you've got another young cornerback in Greg Newsom on his rookie contract at a good price point. So if you go out and try to get a Gilmore or a Howard, uh, you're going to upset your salary structure in the back end. And you, know, you can't really afford to do that right now when you've got a lot of other people to pay. Same thing with Chandler Jones. You're paying Miles, you're paying Jadavia Clowney. Uh, now, on all of these things, we can never say never. And here's why, and I wanna back this up a little bit on Kareem Hunt as well. They have no plans of trading Kareem Hunt. And I absolutely don't expect that to happen. But in every single one of these cases, you can never say never because as we know, things happen and everybody has a price. Now, I don't anticipate that somebody would be willing uh, to give the Browns the moon for Kareem Hunt. I don't see that happening. And I, I, I really think that's what it would take because of those reasons that we mentioned before. Um, so I don't wanna you know, be painted into a corner saying that it can never happen, but it's highly doubtful that it will happen, just as it's highly doubtful that they're going to go out and trade for a Gilmore, a Howard, a Jones or someone else like that and we might as well throw Deshaun Watson in there too because I mean that name's going to come up as well.
2: Um, the other thing is fans look at the the, the number and y- you can find it online the Browns have um, one of the most uh, cap spaces available. By and large Andrew Berry in the front office is doing that so they can line up and do some of the extensions, correct? That's kind of the thought behind it. Um, They have so many people to extend. That money that they have in cap space can be used and spread out um, to get some of those extensions done.
3: Absolutely, and that is what will be going on over the next how many ever weeks, months, whatever. Uh, they will try to get some of their uh, bigger-name guys under contract. and We all know the names. We've been talking about them all, all off season. So you're talking about the Baker Mayfields, Denzel Ward, Nick Chubb, Wyatt Teller, Ronnie Harrison. Uh, so these are some of the guys that they will try to wrap up to long-term contracts, and, uh, and I think they will get some of them done. Maybe even maybe they'll get some of them done before the season. Maybe some during. Uh, maybe one after, perhaps. Uh, but this will be one of Andrew Berry's focus focuses as he moves forward over the next couple months.
2: Before we let you go, um, what do you think the most important thing the Browns need to get done in training camp? You know, what are as as Kevin Stefanski looks at this? What what's he saying? This is what we need to get done before we hit the field and and start playing games that that matter here in 2021.
3: I think just pull the defense together. They just need to pull that defense together as best they can because right out of the gate, they've got Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Tyreek (laughs) Hill, and they've got to be ready to roll. But I think they will be. Again, they probably won't be humming along and playing their best cohesive football as a defense until you get a little bit later into the season. But I think that they will play good defense early on. And one of the things they need to do and should do more of is take the ball away. And I think you will see a heavy emphasis on the takeaway game.
2: You know, we've touched on it. Do you think the, the type of guys they brought in will make it um, a better, more seamless transition there's so many of them but man everybody they brought in is one of those football guys that uh, that just seems that like you know they're they're the gym rats of football is is who they went out and got for that defense
3: yeah absolutely and as i mentioned before when you throw together a bunch of like-minded people uh, it, it's not hard to develop that quick chemistry. And when I looked out there, you know, you see the John Johnsons and the Greg Newsons, you know, those guys are going to be good friends right away. You can just tell. Uh, and there are just a lot of other guys on the defense like that, that, uh, you know, once again, in addition to being smart, tough, accountable, you know, they've got good personalities. They're, you know, they, they care so much about the game of football. Uh, a lot of them have, you know, similar backgrounds, similar dynamics and uh, I just think it's going to come together pretty quickly. The energy was so good in minicamp. I mean, it was palpable. You could feel it. You could feel uh, that the team was fast, but the energy was good. The vibe was good. I mean, it's just there's a lot of good stuff going on right now.
2: Mary Kay Cabot, Browns Beat Reporter for The Plain Dealer as well as Cleveland.com. Thank you very much for the time and the insight. Thanks, Mary Kay. Thanks for having me. All right, Mary-Kate Cabot. Remember, you can read her in the pages of The Plain Dealer as well as on Cleveland.com. We're going to step aside, take a quick time out. Tim Bielek from The Plain Dealer and Cleveland.com will join us, and we'll hear what Brandon Marshall thinks about Baker Mayfield's readiness to take the Browns to the Super Bowl. Sports for CLE. will be right back. Stay with us. Life is starting to get back on track.
0: And you can too. If you or your family have experienced financial hardship as a result of COVID-19, Tri-C can help with full tuition assistance. Safely get the in-demand degree or training you need with online and on-campus classes. Go to tri edu to check out our programs and resources. So what are you waiting for? Register now for summer classes. Tri-C is where futures begin.
2: The Ohio Lottery Partners in Education program recognizes role model students and teachers from across Ohio. Nominations can now be done completely online. To nominate a deserving teacher or student, go to ohiolottery.com. In the About section, find Partners in Education. There you will find links to the nomination forms. Students, kindergarten through 12th grade, can be academic all-stars. Teachers can be honored as a Teacher of the Month. The Ohio Lottery Partners in Education, where stars shine. We continue talking Browns on sports for CLE. So, former NFL wide receiver Brandon Marshall um, on if he thinks Baker Mayfield can lead the Browns to the Super Bowl.
6: No, I don't, because of uh, they, oh. that quarterback number six, and it's not because it's not because like look, I, I you know Nick and I go back and forth all the time, coach with uh, you know what we believe Baker Mayfield is and what he can accomplish. But I just don't think he is there yet to be able to lead and manage all the stress on that offensive side. Like, look, he ascended last year. He played well. He protected the ball. Can he do that this year? We will see. But here's the thing. This offense, this team is set up nicely. Defensively, all their moves and all their plays that they made this offseason was on the defensive side. They are now going to go from the 17th ranked defense, possibly to the top 10. We will see Ed Clowney add a safety. We will see if that defense can hold up just a little bit longer. Now, on the offensive side, you already had what you needed. You all you needed was Baker Mayfield. Uh, all you needed was for him to protect the ball. But here's the problem. You have Jarvis Juice Landry and you have Odell Beckham Jr. on that side with the number three rushing offense in the NFL. Why is that a problem? Because wide receivers, they want to touch the ball. They want to be involved. And what we saw last year, we saw the offensive coordinator, we saw the head coach, Stefanski, protect this quarterback and also lean on a run game. That's great. But if you're going to do that, you need to make sure those wide receivers can get some early touches within that offense early on. If not, you're going to see guys on the sideline frustrated. And then in the in locker room, in, in a huddle, you're going to see guys bickering and you're going to see guys frustrated. And that starts to deteriorate everything you're doing.
2: Let's welcome in Tim Bielek from uh, Cleveland.com and Plain Dealer. Uh, Tim, he kind of took that and went all over the place with it Um I think the key thing is uh, to what Brandon Marshall was saying. Baker Mayfield, finally, second year in a system.
5: Yeah, exactly. And you know, he's talking about how you know he's not sure where Baker Mayfield is. I think, in general, we really don't know what he is because we've seen you know where he should be. Maybe he should be a little further along, but that's I think a product of the fact that this is his fourth head coach in his career. He had four coaches in three seasons. We know what happened in 2019 with Freddie Kitchens and that offensive staff. 2020 obviously got off to a slow start learning a new system in a in an offseason affected by the pandemic, and he really got going in the second half of last season. So we really don't know what he is because we've never seen him in an offense with continuity where he's got the same system, where he's got – so many familiar faces where he doesn't have to create new chemistry with all these guys. It's kind of mostly built in. So it's just a a question of, you know, where does he go from here? I see no, no reason to expect. He shouldn't just be better this upcoming season because of all the pieces that are in place that there's so little that's changing. He's, he's not relearning a new offense, a new language, so to speak. It's all just fine tuning. So no reason to expect the arrow shouldn't be up for him.
2: Yeah, I would agree. And, and, you know, the, the question that I would ask, and it, it's not unique to me, uh, national people have asked it, would Lamar Jackson, would Josh Allen have been able to overcome the offenses and, and what the offense play callers, being Hugh Jackson and Freddie Kitchens, were asking the quarterback to do with the personnel that they had?
5: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I agree. That's asking a lot of any young quarterback coming into the NFL. Not only do you have to learn the NFL, hey, here's a new head coach for you in year two. Hey, here's another one in year three. Lamar and Josh Allen have certainly benefited from having the same head coaches throughout their careers. We've seen the trajectory sticking taken. And for Mayfield to have the success he's had through four different head coaches in three-plus years, that says something to me. And I'm fascinated to see where he develops now that he's got some – consistency that he's working with.
2: Yeah, I would agree. All right. Um, NFL.com ranks the running backs in the NFL. Top one, Derrick Henry. Second one, Delvin Cook. Third one, Nick Chubb. So they have it uh, Henry, Cook, and Chubb, one, two, and three in the NFL.
5: That's interesting. That's an interesting top three. I, I agree Derrick Henry would be number one. He'd be number one on a lot of lists, especially – a list of guys I would not want to try to tackle no question about it we know how special of a runner he is we've seen it throughout his career Dalvin Cook is an interesting number two to me I probably would have gone with Alvin Kamara just because of how dynamic and versatile he is but Cook's a good choice and for for Chubb to be put third there I think speaks a lot of volumes I mean he put up very good numbers last season even though he he missed time with that injury he suffered in week four in Dallas um, he's obviously got tremendous talent. He hasn't really had the numbers you would expect from a number one back because he's split time in the past, especially, you know, in 2020 with Kareem Hunt. You're not going to see him go for 1,800 yards, 21 touchdowns. That's not what's happening here. you got a split backfield where you're kind of managing carries and kind of managing the load between these two guys. But when you see the talent that Nick Chubb has, the power he runs with, this the explosive speed he runs with, from a talent perspective, I can't disagree with that list at all.
2: Yeah, and, and I would say if, if Nick Chubb was running in the Titans offense and was the roles were reversed, I think you'd see him doing the same kind of things that Derrick Henry is doing as far as numbers and touchdowns. All right, so CBSSports.com picks an under-the-radar training camp battle for each and every team. This one's really under the radar for the Browns. Cody Parkey versus Chase McLaughlin, the quote-unquote battle for the kicker spot.
5: Well, I, I think there's been, if there were questions of positions to upgrade in the offseason, kicker might have been one of them, just because I know Cody Parkey had some pretty good kicks. He kicked pretty well in the playoffs. Um, I There is always the concern of, you know, you're worrying about how the kicker, who unfortunately for him had the double doink, is going to kick in Big situations. Um, they obviously didn't really do much to upgrade the position. They didn't like. They didn't really sign a guy out of UDFA. They just brought a veteran at McLaughlin to battle. That's going to be one. That might be. A, you're right. A sneaky battle to watch because I mean, we know it's we know the battles to watch. We know it's going to be that second corner position, the battle for linebacker playing time, and the battle for defensive tackle playing time. But in those preseason games, it's worth watching those kicks. I think.
2: Yeah, you know. Good teams. There's going to be two or three games that come down to your kicker, be it making a field goal, um, kicking so that you get field position, and, and you know teams that are expecting to go deep in the playoffs have to win those two or three games with special teams. So, Cody Parkey is definitely somebody to keep um, keep a watch out on. All right, Browns came out with their 75th anniversary uniforms, and uh, we got to look at uh, some of the. New threads, uh, you see, it's it's very throwback, very retro. Side of the helmet will have black numbers. Um, I gotta be honest, I kind of like them. What do you think, Tim?
5: I agree. They're they're very nice. They're very clean. I'm gonna preface this, of course, by saying um, I'm gonna anger uniform traditionalists in Cleveland by saying I am not a fan of the white jersey, white pants combination. I kind of like seeing them going brown pants or orange pants with the white tops. I think that just looks co- cleaner to me, looks cooler to me, but if you're going with throwback, this is a very cool throwback. Obviously, the numbers I like, you know, I kind of love the idea of the numbers on the helmet that gives kind of like an Alabama-esque feel. Um, obviously, we're going to see it, at least, we're going to see it this season, so I'm fascinated how it's going to look on the field, but, you know, I, I think it's a nice, clean look that's pure Cleveland Browns football, and it's it's kind of fun to see that You know in the last few years they brought the more traditional uniforms back those have been a hit again i like what they've done with those with the modern touches they really added just a couple little tweaks that i really made it even better for me and these throwbacks are a lot of fun to see, to see as well.
2: Yeah, you know, when you don't have multiple logos and all those things, um, you know, the throwbacks are a little bit of a challenge. <laughs> Tim Bielik and I are going to step aside take a quick time out. On the other side of the break, we'll shift our focus to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Third pick in the draft coming up later this week. Uh, we'll take a listen to what some people think about Evan Mobley, a guy most often tied to the Cavs. Sports for CLE. we will be right back. Stay with us.
0: Life is starting to get back on track, and you can too. If you or your family have experienced financial hardship as a result of COVID-19, Tri-C can help with full tuition assistance. Safely get the in-demand degree or training you need with online and on-campus classes. Go to tri edu to check out our programs and resources. So what are you
1: waiting for? Register now for summer classes.
0: Tri-C is where
1: futures begin. When it comes to selling you a mattress, most retailers are handing you a line. A long line of extra steps that drive up costs and create confusion. At the Original Mattress Factory, we simplify the mattress shopping experience by building mattresses and box springs in our own local factories and selling them direct to you. It's short, sweet, and simply makes sense. So experience more than just a mattress store. Experience an original, the Original Mattress Factory.
2: Time to shift our focus to the NBA draft in the Cleveland Cavaliers. The name most associated with the Cavs at pick number three by a wide margin now is Evan Mobley. On the ESPN mock draft special, there were a number of national analysts who felt Mobley could end up being the best of the bunch in this draft.
4: Everyone's talking about, all oh, the big man position is dead. Well, Evan Mobley is not your typical big man, okay? This guy can
2: step out on the perimeter. He can switch ball screens. He puts a lid on the rim in the interior and then offensively, he can handle the ball. He can pass. He's shown that he can step out and shoot
5: the three ball a little bit. He's a lob threat and he's just scratching the surface. You talk to executives,
4: GMs, they say if we look back in, in three, four years, they won't be shocked if Evan Mobley's is one of the best players to come out of this draft and he fits that kind of Unicorn
2: big that we talk about time and time again and would be a huge get for Cleveland at number three.
5: Yeah, and Cleveland really likes the idea uh, of pairing Evan Mobley with Jared Allen in their front court, that the defensive versatility Mobley has shown, his ability to perhaps play alongside Allen, uh, another young big they got from Brooklyn and as part of that big James Harden trade, uh, and certainly offensively, this is a big who's going to, I think, have three-point range over time. This is a player in another year who would be a number one overall pick? Yeah, he really seems to start just start to understand his skill level and how to play and how well he can play make as he grows into his frame too because he's still very thin. Perk, do you like this selection?
6: I love it. I love it. And Cleveland Cleveland has been looking for a guy like this at the center position, versatile, right? Still scratching the surface of his of of his development. He's, I mean, they're going to draft him off of potential, but he's also ready to play now. And Lord knows that as a former center, I love to see centers go in the top five. I love to see the big man come back into existence. Uh, The Cleveland Cavaliers obviously need this pick. This guy's ready to play right now, but I'm with Woj on this one. The sky's the limit.
2: Let's bring back in Tim Bielik. And, Tim, Um, if you get Mobley and play him next to Jared Allen, then you can probably continue to play Sexton and Garland together. That's the only way that undersized backcourt works is if you got two guys that can kind of protect the rim behind them.
5: Yeah, and don't forget, of course, Isaac Okoro, who showed he could be a quality perimeter defender as well. But I kind of agree with what they were saying on there that I think Evan Mobley and Jared Allen could play well together. And the reason is because of the way Mobley can handle the ball on the perimeter that he's got that outside shooting ability eventually can probably push it out to three point range. But the biggest thing that stood out to me about that clip was they're basically saying that this draft has three number one picks between Evan Mobley, Jalen Green and Cade Cunningham. I mean, there's been NBA drafts where there's been guys where nobody was worth a number one pick in the draft. And this draft has three of those guys and the Cavaliers are in the third position Behind Detroit at number one and Houston at number two to get those get one of those guys and really reignite this rebuild. Evan Mobley I th- is definitely fascinating. I love the idea of having two seven footers who've got a lot of defensive ability. And you're in a division where you got to play Giannis and Tadekunpo. And eventually, if you want to go anywhere, you have to find a way to get past him. So why not have another guy who has size that can sort of match up
2: with that? So there's also been um, some talk as of late coming from out the rumor mill that the Cavs might be interested in trading back inside the top 10 um, to get uh, another pick. So you take three and then you trade back in um, to get um, yet another top 10 pick. Um, You interested in that? Who do you think they might be targeting if they're trying to do that as well? Yeah,
5: that's an interesting question. Obviously, You know, a couple of minutes ago, we saw that Memphis just acquired the number 10 pick from New Orleans. So that probably takes an option off the board. I think if they were going to do that, though, honestly, the more likely target would have been a team like Golden State at number seven or Sacramento at number nine, because those teams are looking for veteran players. They're not looking for rookies. In the case of the Warriors, especially if you got Klay Thompson coming back from his torn Achilles, he should be back this year. They're trying to go right back to the NBA Finals with that core They're not I don't know if they would want another rookie on this team. They'd probably be more looking for a guy who could step in from day one, you know, coming into coming into Golden State, and a guy who's got plenty of NBA experience and can help them get back to where they want to be. So I always felt like that was more of an interesting target to be. But if they were able to get back up to the top ten. Um, if Jonathan Kaminga slid down, that'd be a tremendous fit. I I like the idea of Moses Moody from Arkansas. I think he'd be a perfect fit for this team. He's he's a three and D guy that at his minimum he should be a quality he's, he should be a good three point shooter. But he's got a lot of upward ceiling because he's long. He has got some good strength. And again, we we've, we've seen that the Cavaliers are among the worst three point shooting teams in the NBA, not just in makes but actual attempts. That they haven't. They don't have guys who attempt the three-pointer. So that's if they get back into the top ten, that would be a position to really target is a guy that can play on the perimeter, one of the wing positions, and be a guy who takes and makes those threes because that's the way the game is played. And if you have another guy who can do that at a high volume, it takes his team to a different level.
2: Tim Bielek, reporter for The Plain Dealer as well as Cleveland.com, thanks very much for the time and the insight. Thanks, Tim. You got it. Thanks for having me, guys. All right, Tim Bielek from The Plain Dealer and Cleveland.com. That's all we have time for on this edition of Sports for CLE. We will see you again tomorrow at 4 o'clock. Scheduled guests, Browns Beat reporter Dan Lobby, also NBA expert Sam Amico. That's all tomorrow on Sports for CLE at 4 o'clock. Have a great night, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow.